Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So last week, Seoul announced a more detailed outline uh, as far as these subsidies are concerned. 500,000 won a month to each unemployed young person aged between 19 and 29 who fits into the category of low income. It's uh, similar but less broad than Songnam City's programme that was announced last month, which was actually 1 million won to all 19 to 24-year-olds who'd been there for three years, regardless of their financial background. Now, in April 2013, EU member states established the Youth Guarantee to provide practical support to young people also transitioning into work. And we've got Professor Ken Roberts from the School of Sociology and Social Policy at the University of Liverpool in the UK on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Uh, Good morning, Seoul. Thank you very much for joining us. Now... Tell us a bit more, if you would, about this youth guarantee plan. Well, you, mu- you must realise that the European Union has been offering youth, youth guarantees for about 30 years. I mean, periodically the offer is refreshed. It's not actually something that's administered by the European Union. It's a recommendation to national governments. OK. Usually they do not describe it as a youth guarantee because they can't guarantee jobs. I mean, what they're guaranteeing is a job or education or training or work experience. What about, and the problem yeah. is that the education, training or work experience do not necessarily lead, lead to jobs. Nor, nor I mean, when does... they fail to lead to jobs, then the schemes become, well, unattractive. Mm. And so periodically the schemes need to be relaunched. Providing you, youth unemployment yeah. has been a problem in Europe for now for 30 years. And it, it hasn't got better, it's got worse. Providing money to young people, though... Uh, it... That, that's something that's slightly different to um, assisting with training and, and job opportunities. Is, is that really the answer, to, to also provide hard cash? The, the, the problem is that the labour market is unable to create enough jobs. I mean, the size of the labour forces in Europe has been growing due to higher rates of participation by women, population growth, immigration, also people working longer into later life. There are more people aged 60 plus and 70 plus who are staying in employment. And the European economies simply are unable to create enough jobs to absorb them all. I mean, one, one, one solution to this is to take certain groups out of the labour market and the main group taken out have been young people. So increasingly young people have been staying for longer in education 
and they hope that that will increase their prospects of getting a job, mm. which it does. But it also means that education, the value of educational qualifications is lowered. So as more people go to university, the types of jobs that university graduates get gradually deteriorate. I mean, some get traditional graduate jobs, but others are doing lower-level types of jobs. And the people who don't go to university get squeezed out of jobs altogether. Except that you could create jobs, provided that they're sufficiently low-paid, typically temporary, part-time jobs. Sometimes in Britain we have jobs with zero hours guaranteed. People have a contract of employment, but it doesn't guarantee them any working mm. time. I mean, that's very insecure for the people who occupy these jobs. I mean, governments, I think, would like to do something different, more effective. But at the moment, neither the European Union nor national governments have any, anything better to offer. Right. I mean, it's obviously very, very challenging uh, on a number of fronts with the labour market at the moment. I'd like to hone in, if possible, on this specific issue of sold policy and just get your thoughts on that. Again, to reiterate, 500,001 a month, which is, let's just say, somewhere in the region of 500 mm -hmm. US dollars. It's actually a little less with the exchange rate as it stands. Uh, to those between 19 and 29 specifically from low-income households. Uh, we've had criticisms this morning that it's unsustainable. Well, I mean, the level of youth unemployment it varies between European Union countries. I mean, two countries that have adopted the, the European Union's current youth guarantee, Finland and, and Austria, mm. Up to 20 years ago, these would have been regarded as among the stronger economies in Europe that didn't really need these measures. I mean, now everywhere does. I mean, unemployment is generally highest in the south of Europe, and it's higher in Eastern Europe than in, than in Western Europe. But even in countries like Germany, Germany has the strongest economy in the European Union, I mean, even there, it's, it's proving impossible to absorb all young people into the into proper jobs now. So they're having to offer a new type of temporary job, low-wage jobs. And up to now, the European Union, Union does not have a solution to this. Mm. And the labour forces in the European Union continue to grow and at the moment, they're going to be growing very strongly because the European Union has a high level of immigration from outside, from North Africa and the Middle East and further east from Afghanistan. And it's really impossible for the economies to generate the amount of employment that these people would need. I mean, there is a way in which you can do it, I mean, governments could guarantee a public sector job for everyone. 
but this would mean spending more money. Yes. Which would mean raising taxes on corporations, on people with higher earnings and people with average earnings. Yeah. And the situation is that voters will not vote for that package. But in there, there is this Europe, there is this monthly allowance here, though. Engage, do have jobs. Mm. I mean, unemployment is somebody else's problem. Professor Roberts, we we thank you very much for taking the time to join us at uh, what is a very late hour in the UK. Thank you for okay, offering then. us a bit bye of insight bye. from over there, Professor Ken Roberts, there from the School of Sociology and Social Policy at the University of Liverpool, and um, what we've heard there from Professor Roberts. Um, is the suggestion that one answer is to offer public jobs to all young people, which he admitted would not go down very well. But here we are in, in Korea with a very highly educated group of young people. There aren't enough quality jobs available for them. There are a couple of issues here. Providing sufficient training for jobs... It's not just about the academic side of the training, maybe vocational training, for example, to diversify the job interests. And, um, of course, looking at industries themselves. We heard about Mayor Park wanting to, for example, bolster the opportunities for young people to get involved in night markets and other entrepreneurial retailers, that sort of thing. But then again, providing hard money, 500000 a month, that, that's something slightly different. That's about providing basic welfare for young people who don't have enough money to make ends meet. This is a question of whether you're behind the welfare state or not. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, if you want to provide a local assessment on this, we've got a message here on Kakao Talk saying unsustainable is right. Uh, also, another message as a foreigner, I don't I didn't apply to SMEs because of the uneasiness of most businesses' stability. Most were unable to qualify to support a visa to hire a foreigner. So that's from a specific foreign perspective. But maybe the problems with, for example, being able to um, sponsor a visa would also translate into problems being able to support local young people as well. We'd love to hear from you. Pound or sharp 1013 for 51 per message or free via Kakao Talk by searching TBS EFM via Plus Friend. Also free via email, of course, EFM this morning at gmail.com.